Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. My name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And I'm excited because today we have Rick Guerrero. He is a manager over US Mortgage Corporation. And I called him the IG King before we went live here. I don't know if he believes that, but I know he's super, super heavy on IG. And so we're going to be diving into some cool strategies, tactics, and learning a little bit more about Rick today. So, man, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Like I said, prior to the show, you have a great reputation. You do a lot of cool stuff, and I'm just thrilled to be here. Several of your guests are role models to me, like Eddie Perez and Shane Kidwell. So I was pumped to get an invite. Love it, man. Well, you know, again, man, like, you know, I know you provide a lot of value. I've seen you in some of these groups, even helping other loan officers grow their business, which I think is pretty cool because I know a lot of times in this industry people don't like to share the things that are working a lot, right? Which is nuts, right? Because we only get better by sharing. And then you see something that I post, you're like, hey, here's how I do it. Here's a strategy, right? Right. Right. We should all be, it is what it is. We should be. Have the perspective of like, I'm going to tell you everything I do because we're two different people and we're going to do it differently. And that's the beauty of of social media is Mm -hmm. that you're going to showcase you and your life is very different than mine. You know, I have a five-year-old, two dogs, a a wife, and you have a family as well. And we live different lives and we're going to showcase ourselves differently. And people are going to resonate with you or resonate with me. And there's several million out there. And I don't need all of them. I just need to make a decent living. Yep. 100%, (laughs) man. So before we get into strategies, tactics, all that fun stuff, tell us a little about yourself. What kind of got you into the industry? What's keeping you in the industry in this crazy time and all that fun stuff, man. Give us a little background. What's keeping me in the industry is I make too much money. And if I left, I don't have the education to be a doctor or a lawyer. Right. No, (laughs) my uh, origin story coming to the industry is an interesting one. I guess everyone's an interesting one that comes to the mortgage industry. None of us grow up wanting to be loan officers. Right. I used to work in retail in New Orleans, Louisiana. Met a girl. She was going to school at Tulane, was getting a master's in public health was going to get a job at the CDC. So I'm like, all right, I hit the jackpot. I'm going to have to work again. Well, come to find out, government employees don't get paid that much. <laughs> so all jokes aside, she was only a few places in the world that she could work. Atlanta was one of them. So I applied for jobs everywhere. Couldn't get a job. Nobody would hire me. So in a city where I did not know a single person, I decided to open my own business. I opened up a state farm insurance agency. And my first three years, I was like number one producer of my territory in auto, and I was just hustling my butt off. And I learned that if I go to mortgage offices, they have clients that need home insurance. So if I can get them to refer me to the home insurance, I can get the car and in life or whatever. So I would go to several mortgage offices every single week and just knock on doors. I'd show up, I'd show up. And over time, the managers would ask me like, what are you doing here? And what do you do? I'm like, oh, I sell insurance. I'm here prospecting. Like, wait a minute, you're prospecting? Like you're coming to here to talk to our people to get business? I'm like, yes, absolutely. And they'd ask me like, would you be willing to teach our people to do what you do? I'm like, sure. Yeah, give me all your LOs in a room. I'd love to talk to them. Right, right. But before long, like Wells Fargo would have me on the regional sales call to talk about prospecting and different mortgage companies would have me come in. And then before long, you know, I had a database of like 100 LOs here in Atlanta I was doing business with. And wow. different mortgage companies would ask me like, hey, who's good? And I would just make connections. Like, I wasn't trying to recruit anybody. I was right. just making connections because 
my perspective was if I was a connector, it's only going to be better for me the more people mm -hmm. I connect. 100%. And then over time, a few mortgage companies just made me some very, very strong offers to make a jump and come on board. So there was this one mortgage company I helped a few of my friends join, and then they offered me a role leading up to a national business development role. So I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. They offered me X amount of basis points. I didn't know what a basis point was. Right. I'm like, you know what? My friends work there. Like These are guys I like hanging out with and going to the networking events and chilling with. I'm just taking a gamble. Why not? Right. So I made the jump into it. Was at that company for about nine months. Didn't work out. Found a partner that was constantly networking that had the great skill sets that I didn't have. So like, I am the type of guy that beats the streets, hustles. I'm more on the sales side. I never originated alone. I knew nothing about processing. I knew nothing about origination. Nothing about I knew none of that stuff. He was a wizard in that, but he didn't know anybody. So we partnered up and we formed our little team at the time, our own little branch. He focused on the operations. I focused on the sales and the growth. And from there, we built out the largest division in our company. We oversee the Southeast division and we've been very blessed. That, you know, that story kind of aligns to our message today is, you know, we were talking offline about Facebook. You said that you're an old man and you prefer yeah. to use Facebook. So dating myself, I remember when Facebook first came out, I was at right. the University of Houston and you could only get on Facebook if you had a college email address. Right, right. right. Yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I was on Facebook back in those days. And back in those days, I was prospecting on Facebook because I was trying to start a fraternity. So no uh, I was on Facebook a lot. We started this new mortgage team eight years ago. I was heavily on Facebook doing videos because I had no business and nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. So like, like seven, eight years ago, I was putting videos on Facebook constantly, all like every day. I'd go to networking events and realtors walk up to me and say, man, I saw your video. It was amazing. I'm like, oh, which one? Posted five this week. I learned they never watch them. Nobody really watches your videos. They just see that you do it, right? Right, right. Which is also kind of ironic because so many people are reluctant to do videos because they're afraid of how they sound and how they look. And yep. they only realize like, it doesn't matter. Just post something. Yep, yep. Yeah, 100%, man. It's crazy to me how many people... When I always show people some of my old videos of how bad I was at video too because we were doing a training, I think, last week with Kyle Draper. I don't know if you know him, but... We were talking about like, you know, video and making sure you do video and like, you know, someone was like kind of questioning stuff. And I said, you want to see my first video, one of my first videos? And I went and showed him. So when I was moonlighting as a reverse mortgage loan officer instead of a marketer, and I was like, hi, my name is Luke and I want to invite you to a webinar. It was so bad, like so bad. But, you know, again, I've now done thousands of videos. I, you know, I do podcasts. I do all this stuff. So like, we're like, how do you get so good at this? Like, I've just done it. I'm Bajillion times. And that's like anything in life, right? Like, how do you get good at anything by putting in the reps and constantly doing it? Like, nobody's great at anything right out the gate. It's all about just putting in the reps and constantly doing it. And like, my great could be defined differently than your great. Like, we have different definitions of what great is to us, right? 100%. Uh, so, what I do, I mean, I tell people to do is just be you, just be you, be yourself, have fun with it. Don't yep. take yourself too seriously. Focus on just trying to help others be kind be encouraging. And that's kind of my whole mythology through Instagram and driving business is being kind and supporting and helping others. So we talked about Facebook and reference me being the IG king. We'll call right. me the prince. I'm not quite the king yet. Sure. <laughs> but you know, when COVID hit, you know, we were all networking, we were making a ton of money in the mortgage business. When COVID hit, we were crushing it, killing it. I started originating some because, you know, I was bored, you know, we were all locked at home and started originating and then coming out of COVID market kind of dipped over the last year and we had to get out again and network. Well, I feel like COVID changed the networking infrastructure, right? 
people aren't out networking like they used to because of COVID. Right. COVID, like you could really make some relationships networking. Now it's just not the same in my perspective. I could be completely wrong, but the few times I've gone to networking events, it's just not the same. So I feel that I'm going to start working back on social media again. So I never really used Instagram nine months ago, probably started using it six or seven months ago. So nine months ago, I was all in on Facebook. I would only use Instagram to like follow, you know, the stuff that I like, fitness, recipes, you know, puppy videos, <laughs> whatever. So use it to follow those type things. So just for shits and giggles one day, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to post a video on Facebook and I'm going to post it on Instagram and just compare what happens. Right. I'm maxed out on friends on Facebook. I only got 5,000. On Instagram, I only have like 600 followers. So I should obviously get more views on Facebook. So I posted a video on both platforms and on Instagram, I got like triple the views than Facebook. I'm like, wait a minute. This doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense. I did it again. And I was getting more views and more engagements on Instagram. So at that point, I decided to go all in. I got on YouTube. I taught myself pretty much how to edit videos, post videos. I followed other people in the mortgage space that teach coaching. And I just self-studied how to drive business, how to become an engager, how to be active. And through several months of just being consistent, consistently doing it, I've had a ton of success and I'm at a place now in my business where I'll, I'll have three to five realtors a week just reach out to me saying, Hey, I'd love to work with you. Well, what can we do? People don't even know because they constantly see my content. They see me helping others, you know? Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And yeah, that's one of the things I've been trying to you know get into is Instagram as well. I mean, I, I've been doing Facebook for a long time, but yeah, video on Facebook, it hasn't been, you know, obviously a few years ago, they talked about video being the next thing, you know, there's Facebook lives and then there was really just videos and reels came out. And I know like a year ago, they were really pushing reels on Facebook too, but you're right. I mean, Instagram seems to have a, it's just a different place, different platform. A lot of people are hanging out there younger, you know, it seems like younger and then obviously there's TikTok. There's all the different platforms. Are you posting on all the platforms? Are you mostly Instagram? Are you so across the board? I, I, I'm posting like hundred percent on Instagram. I might post like 70% on Facebook, 40% okay. on LinkedIn. And I just share the same stuff across the right. platforms. But what I learned is for whatever reason, people just happen to be more engaging and more willing to respond on Instagram. So on Facebook, if I were to send you a message or we're not connected, like you don't get that message, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to go into your other message. Other, yeah, right. On Instagram, if you're not following me, but I'm following you, I can comment on your story. And if I comment on your story, you get that message. Sure. So what I'll do, Luke, is let's say I really want to connect with you. You know, I really want to connect with you. So I'll go to your Instagram, I'll click on your picture, and I'll look through your story. And if I see a picture of you and your family or, you know, something like not business related, I'm going to comment on it. Hey, Luke, those are beautiful dogs. What kind of dogs are those? Or, hey, Luke, looks like your family had a wonderful time at the park. Beautiful. Like, where's that at? And I'm complimenting and then asking a question, create engagement. And then once you engage with me, now, like the Instagram algorithms, like, all right, these two people are connected. So we're going to start showing you Rick stuff in your reels. Nice, dude. That's awesome. And it's interesting how that all works. And I think even on all the platforms, there's a lot of the same thing, right? It's social networks. The yep. whole purpose of these sites is to network. And a lot of times people come in, they post and ghost. They don't engage with people. They don't understand, right? They don't respond to people's comments. They don't do that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, why am I not getting success? It's like, well, you're putting 
no effort into it, right? Like all you're doing is, yeah, sure, maybe you're a content creator. But again, lots of times people are just not even being content creators or sharing listings or they're spamming all their business stuff and buy a home with me or, you know, that type of stuff. You see real estate agents do that. But you see loan officers do it all the time too, right? They just talk about business, thinking they're going to generate business. So what kind of content are you making? I presume, I mean, again, I mean, I've kind of looked at your stuff before, but like, I presume a lot of it is not even business related a lot of times. Focus on five buckets. So of yeah. course I focus on you know the mortgage industry. I focus on the real estate industry. So like I'll post Atlanta real estate update. I did one yesterday, real estate market update. So there are two different buckets. I focus on fitness. So I'll post like workout videos. I'll post recipes. I read a book a while back and it mentioned that a CEO for a mortgage company wanted to get more followers on Instagram. So he developed this Saturday series called like potluck cooking with Tom. I forget the guy's name. Potluck cooking for Tom. And every Saturday he did like a crock pot recipe and put that on Instagram every Saturday. And his followers started to add up because he's a president of a mortgage company or CEO, whatever it was. And he's posting something that people that is actually for people, right? So have you ever read the book, Jab, Jab, Right Hook, Gary V? I'm familiar with it. I don't think I've read it, but I'm okay. familiar with the concept. So familiar with the concept, right? Many loan officers, many salespeople are just constantly throwing right hooks, right hooks, right. and throwing jobs. So like I said, I focus on mortgages, real estate. Those are my right hooks. My jabs are my family, fitness. And the last thing I talk about is NARAP, National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. It's, a, it's one of the largest trade organizations in the country. I'm one of their national leaders and speakers. So I have an audience. Why would I not want to leverage that and provide more value to consumers and to other real estate professionals with the content they have? Yeah, that's awesome. And again, I mean, you know, people talk about fitness, faith, family, like that type of stuff, content, right? Like, you know, obviously faith can sometimes get a little little wonky depending on who you are. But at the end of the day, I think it doesn't matter, right? Like uh, we just had that training of the day and Kyle literally said this. He said, if you use the F word all the time, just drop the F bomb. If you're putting content out, drop the F bomb because that's who you are. Like stop pretending like you're someone that you're not because then they're going to see your content. They're going to go meet you. And then you're going to drop an F-bomb and they're going to be like, who the heck is this? Like, why is this guy yep. dropping an F-bomb? You know, it's like, so be who you are, right? Be authentic. And I know that's a little bit cliche. I know everybody's talking about be authentic and all that kind of stuff. But the truth is, that's what works because people are attracted to people that are similar to them, right? They're attracted to people that are have the same mindsets, you know, similar likes, interests, right? You've talked about, you know, recipes and stuff like that. It's like, people love food. Who doesn't love food? Right. Like, I mean, everybody loves food. Right. And so, well, I mean, I actually know a friend that doesn't like food, but most people love food, um, you know, and so, and so specifically he says, yeah, if I didn't have to eat, I wouldn't like, you're crazy. I freaking love eating man. I got to eat all day if I could, you know what I mean? Like tacos. Right. Come on, man. Uh, man sorry. You're one of the best taco spots there in the country. San Diego, man. Mexican food is amazing. You got those, so. you got those bear toes out there. Got all, yeah. We got all the bear toes, right? Like you know, all bear toes, row bear toes, regal bear toes, you know, all of them. Yeah. Dude. All the bear toes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, man, that's what's cool is like, you know, social media is a connection platform. And what is interesting is so many times, and I even see coaches doing this, they talk about like, oh, yeah, you want to put out thought leader content, don't really put about stuff about yourself. And it's like, yeah, I think to a certain extent, like, yes, you want to establish yourself as an authority, but like, you're also a, a human, you're a human that is, you know, like, I post about my family, because that's the most important thing to me. I post about my business, because that's also important to me. I like soccer, I don't post about that as much. I love disc golf. I post about disc golf, right? I like those things. I like jokes. I like dad jokes. I like memes. Like I post the stuff that I like and I also yep. post things that engage, right? But it also, again, like there's two reasons for that. One is things that I like so I can be authentic and I cannot get burnt out on this type of content. And two, it actually helps the algorithm because here's the truth. Business stuff does not really get a ton of reach in the algorithm because no one wants to get sold, right? At the end of the day, no one wants to get sold. So I found 
And I'm sure you've seen the same thing that a lot of times the content that gets the most engagement is the family stuff, the fun stuff, you know, the weddings, the anniversaries, the birthdays, that type of stuff tends to get the most engagement. And then of course you can leverage that. And it sounds weird, but like, you know, kind of leverage that to gain more traction on your business posts. More people will see it. The more engaged you are with people on your other posts, the more engagement you're going to get on your business posts, or at least the more people are going to see those posts. Yep. And I think now more than ever, marketing and branding is extremely important, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you know, we don't, need, we don't need to get into it, but I'm sure you've been following this NAR lawsuit, right? Right, right. And that's kind of like a spark. It's going to trickle down to us. You know, many consumers feel like they don't really need a realtor. Like right. if you're buying a $500,000 house, why am I giving up $15,000? I mean, that's almost buying a car. I'm buying a right. car worth of commission to give up a realtor. Right. So, right. so consumers are realizing like, wait a minute, I don't know if I need this. So now more than ever, realtors need to start showing their value. And showing their value is not posting about their vacation or their cruise or the money they spend on Facebook or any social platform, right? Right. We have to be an educator and showing our value to consumers in the case of the realtor. And in case for a loan officer, you need to be showing your value to consumers and also to realtors. Right. So Facebook is a great platform, but it hasn't been the best vertical, the best channel to be an educator and show value. You know, if you're looking to change the oil in your vehicle, where are you going to go to look up how to change the oil in your vehicle? You're going to go to YouTube, right? YouTube's going to have videos on how to change the oil in 2017, you know, Honda Accord, whatever your vehicle is. Right. Um, so YouTube is a great platform for posting content videos. But unfortunately, like not a lot of consumers are going directly to YouTube. They're sticking to their social media channels they use often, which are Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, or kind of to be the the main. So my perspective is, you know, I'm going to leverage my Instagram or what I coach a lot of agents to do is leverage your Instagram to push people to your YouTube channel where you have more content. Your YouTube is kind of like the attention grabber and then push them to your YouTube channel where you're going to have all your content and go into more depth. Right. So leverage your Instagram as like little nuggets and then the meal on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, so I guess talk through that, like you're doing shorts, you're doing graphic images. Do you have any sort of strategy around how you post, when you post, what type of content you post. Obviously, you kind of talked about the pillars, but like, what does it look like from that perspective, from a kind of a more tactical perspective? So I post every single day, only because trying to get a consistent habit of posting every single day. If I do miss a day, which happens sometimes, that means I only post six times last week, not seven, right? Right. But I'd rather have that goal than have the goal of posting three to five times, miss a day, and I'm only posting like two to four right there. So my strategy is to post every single day. And what I do is every single day, I look for content. So what can I post about? So last night, I was invited to speak at the NARP Atlanta event. I showed up to the event. I walked around and took pictures with every single board member and everybody I know. Who doesn't want to take their picture, right? right. So I take that picture and then on Instagram, I drop it and I put all the pictures in a reel. I have the music, some graphics, and that's what I post today. Yesterday, I saw the Atlanta Realtor Association sent out an email on the real estate market update. I took that email, here's a cheat code, dropped it in chat GPT, and I just read it, I read my script. And that was my video for yesterday. And as I go out through my day, I'm just always looking for video and content that could be helpful to share with somebody. And then if I can't find anything, I follow a lot of cool people in social media, like yourself, and I copy people. My perspective is, it's not that I'm actually copying you, word. well, I may copy you word for word, but I'm putting my spin or my right, take on it, Right. right? Like we can both talk about the rate market. 
I'm just putting my twist in what I believe is going to happen in the rate market, as will you. So we're both putting you know, our own words in it. So I tell people, like, if you're afraid, you know, with the post, just follow people, copy, just get yourself out there because your personality is what needs to get on screen. Your personality right, right, is right. what needs to get on social media, right? But what else do I post about? I also do, I don't do it for myself. I'll do it for most of my LOs that are just hesitant to film. I'm like, look, just talk on the phone. Like you talk to your borrowers all day long or your realtors, your clients, just film yourself talking, pull out your laptop, put it on record, just film yourself talking. And then we'll take a 30 second clip from that film and we'll pop up like, are you looking to buy a home? Here are three tips to get it, you know, whatever. But that way, at least you're still getting some content. I think it's building the muscle too, because I think the biggest thing for a lot of people is building the one, the muscle of just doing video, right? And so many times people are like so scared. Again, we talked about this, but like, here's the truth. If you're not already posting videos and you're not already posting content, like you're not going to get a ton of reach on your content. Like, it's okay. Like you might have 300 friends on social media, like, okay, whatever, who cares? Like build that up and get to a certain point. And like over time, you're going to get more engagement. You're going to learn what works. You're going to do more of that. It's building a muscle. You're going to get better at writing. I look back at some of my posts from years ago and I'm like, yeah, this wasn't such a great post, but whatever it is, what it is, because like I was putting out content, I was being consistent. And the other truth is you are going to build the content muscle as well, right? Like when you start to build that sort of that idea that like I need to find content and just about anything I do, you can come up with content with almost anything, right? You can think about an experience you had during the day, you went to Starbucks and, you know, someone honked at you or someone paid for your thing or whatever, like you were in traffic, right? Like if you see a funny meme, you save it to your phone and post it the next day. Like there's so many ways that you can generate content that it's like, Plenty of content out there. And as you said, ChatGPT, if you can't come up with ideas, use ChatGPT. I mean, I did a training on ChatGPT on how to train it for your specific brand and persona. You know, follow the process, put in your information about your business, and then say, hey, like, I want to put together a content calendar. All of a sudden, you're going to be able to get a bunch of ideas of what you should be putting out there. So like other video ideas, like, do you have a hobby? What do you like to do, Luke? Yes, I like to disc golf and I like to play soccer. Oh, I know nothing about disc golf. Nothing about it. You just throw in like little rings or something? Yeah, it's basically golf, but you throw like a frisbee disc instead. Okay, it's interesting. I've seen the little yeah. change in the park. Like, why not do a video explaining what that is, or why not yeah. do a video talking about why it's a fun sport, why you enjoy it? It educates others. You know, for someone like this looking for a new hobby, like oh, that's pretty cool. Let's give it a try. Yeah, but it also gives them a look into like some of the stuff that you do for fun, which is not mortgages. It's like, oh, this is a real dude right. that likes to get out and cut loose and have fun doing a sport I've never heard of before. <laughs> Well, and I've done that, but well, you know, so I haven't done that really from a video perspective, but I've literally taken a picture of myself, had someone take a picture of me and made a post talking about how, you know, the reason, a lot of the big reason I do this is for mental health, right? I go out twice a week, 30 minutes to an hour. And I think, you know, disc golf kind of saved me in 2021, 22. I was real burnt out. I started playing disc golf and I had played 10 years ago. So it's not like I had never played before, but I stopped because it was played while I was in college. And then I got married, had four kids, Wait, and, you know, got busy. It's a college sport. It's not a college sport. It is. No, I played as in there's schools that have it though. I didn't play in college. I played soccer in college. I played it while I was in college with friends. Like we would go down and play disc golf and you know, you'd crack open a beer and, you know, maybe hit something else. And, you know, that's kind of the perception of that sport. And so I kind of stopped doing it. And then anyway, going back to it, long story short, I do it from my mind, right? A lot of it is my mind. I enjoy it as well, but I think especially if you're a loan officer, it's hard to disconnect entrepreneur type people, people that are doing business at a high level, like it's hard to disconnect your brain. And a lot of times we're high energy, all that sort of stuff. And so it's hard to disconnect. So how do you disconnect your brain? Sometimes you don't need more rest as far as like sleep. Sometimes you need to disconnect the brain from thinking. 
And like, yes, I can sleep, but that doesn't disconnect my brain from thinking. Whereas playing disc golf, playing soccer disconnects my brain. And so that is actually healing from the perspective of like, all right, my mind is going. And I talk about that, right? I talk about it on social. I've done it multiple times. You know, I just think again, I mean, or you're a golfer, talk about golfing. You know, I mean, that's the big thing in the mortgage industry is golf. Like, why not? One of the things you mentioned is you played soccer. So I know very little about soccer. My business partner played soccer in college. I know very little about it. He took me to a soccer game at Lane United and it was fun. Like it was fun to watch soccer live, right? Sure. So last year, what's the big soccer tournament? The World Cup? World Cup. World Cup. Okay. So last year we watched the World Cup together at a few bars and World Cup soccer is incredible. Like those guys are another level. Those guys are amazing. I had no idea what was going on. Like I, I don't understand the structure. I understand the setup, but I love watching the games. It was a lot of fun. So if I were someone like knew much about that sport, like why not do a video series? Like, Hey, this time of year is the World Cup. Here are the top teams that are the favorites to win it all. However, don't discount this team. They they have this player. And that gives you content for every single week, just kind of recapping what goes on in the World Cup. That would be awesome. That's actually a great idea, man, for anybody who loves soccer or anybody or any of the sports, NBA, you know, the World Series is coming up, like that kind of stuff, right? Like baseball. I mean, do the things that you love at the end of the day is, is the biggest thing that we're kind of getting at in this. Don't think that you have to have this stuffy exterior. And we see people, loan officers all the time too, right? Like you go look online and they're like wearing the suit and then they show up to a Zoom call or they show up in person and they're wearing a graphic to you. Like, dude, get that picture out of your arm. If that's not who you are as a person, why are you wearing a suit in your picture? Right. Makes zero sense. Like, dude, you're not that person. Stop pretending like you're that person, right? And that's what it comes down to. Be authentic. So kind of back to some tactical things on Instagram. You're creating content. You're DMing people or you're messaging people based off their stories, is there any other things that you're doing on there to sort of create traction or is it outbound, inbound? What's so kind of the constantly messaging people in stories? I try to do at least 20 story posts a day. Oh, nice. Um, wow. That to me is one of the big keys to like driving opportunity, driving conversations, driving engagement. Sure, right. Sure. But I also make sure to send out a message to everybody that follows me. So if you follow me, I'm going to see it. I'm going to say, thank you so much for connecting. If there's ever anything I can do to help you in the future, please don't hesitate to reach out. And when I send that message out, 40 to 50% of the time, they will respond. They'll either respond with a little heart, thumbs up, or they'll say something back to me. And if they say something back to me, that's fantastic because now the door is open and I can start some conversation. Like, man, I'd love to connect. I'd love to learn more about you and your business. I'd love just to learn about you. I was loving your content. I love that video you posted. You want to mastermind and share some strategies and ideas because I found the real estate agents or the, or the people that are actively on there also trying to grow their business and they're also trying to figure it out. Right. So we're in a cool space where people are open to listen and open to engage because they're open to sharing in this new vertical. Right. And I say new vertical, it's probably been around you know several years versus Facebook. Can't get anybody to return a message. <laughs> so it's right. just just has so much better luck with that. And, you know, I never really took advantage of the Facebook stories. So maybe I could probably get the same results through Facebook. Right. But I've noticed, so I send that message to you. You don't respond to it. That's fine. I then see your story next week. I comment on it. You still don't respond. That's fine. I then see your story in the following week. Comment on it. You don't respond. No big deal. See it again. I comment on it. Finally, you respond because I was able to comment on the right story to create an interaction. Right. So case in point, Great example is I messaged this girl thanking her for being connected with me, didn't respond. Saw a story, messaged her, didn't respond. Put up a story of her like kickboxing at a gym. Well, I'm a like a 20-year martial artist. Like that's my yeah. wheelhouse. 
So I responded. I was like, wow, do you kickbox at ATT, American Top Team? That's a great gym. Usually people that post about their sport, they like to talk about their sport. Right. Sure. So of course she's like, yes, I do. I train there. My husband's a coach. And where do you train at? Bam, had her. Next week, we're grabbing coffee. She's the one top 1% at Berkshire Hathaway at her office. Nice. Mega producer. Now we talk almost daily, right? But if I didn't do that campaign of just constantly checking in on those stories and constantly engaging, that relationship never would have happened. Dude, I love it. And my wife is constantly telling me that stories is where it's at. And I hate stories. I don't post stories. I don't look at stories. I don't want to watch stories. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I, yeah. I, I just, to me, it's lame and boring. I don't care. I don't really care that much. I don't really care. But you're clearly telling me that I'm an idiot and that I need to start using stories and I need to start commenting <laughs> on people's stuff because well, that's just not my style. And it's okay because I don't have that big of an ego where I care. Like I'm like, I'm going to do what works. I don't care if what I, I mean, I just know, like I don't really respond to cold emails, but I know people do. I don't really respond to cold calls, but I know people do. I don't love door knocking. I don't want to get door knocked, but people sell that that way. So I don't yep. care. You can do whatever works for you. I don't care. As long as it works. I got to imagine the soccer player you've watched Ted Lasso, right? I have not actually, but. Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't have, I, we don't have Apple TV. That's the problem, but I guess we should get. I'm going to send you my login. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So Ted Lasso, he has this quote. He says, be interested, not interesting. Right, right. So don't worry about trying to be interesting yourself. Focus on being interested in others. Yep. And that's kind of how I approach social media is I'm interested in everybody. Want to hear their story and they want to share their story. Right. We think about from this perspective, it was the same thing, right? The concept of with them, right? What's in it for me? Everybody's so caught up in themselves. Like they all care about themselves. And so many times we're like walking down the street and you're like, that person looked at me weird. Man, they probably thought that you were looking at them weird. We're always thinking about ourselves. The truth is we're egotistical, we're humans. And we think about ourselves all the time, regardless of how humble we are, regardless of, we're still thinking about ourselves more often than not. And so the more you can do that, I mean, the most powerful word in the English language is someone's name or you, right? Using you is like the second most powerful. It's like, because we're using something that's like, oh, like you care. And especially like, if you know their name, I was like, hey, Rick, right? Like, and I had only met you one time, like that makes you feel good, right? It makes you feel different. Like, it's like, oh, well, you actually remembered my name. That's awesome. I'm ADHD. So it's hard, you know, sometimes I don't remember the name for that great, but I try really hard to like say it three, four or five times. Like, all right, what's your name? All right. Cause I want to be able to repeat it. Or if like, or if I can see it on like a name tag or something like that, I try to say their name because I find that people really just react differently when you do that. And so again, what's in it for me, same concept, be interested, care about them. We talk about this from a sales perspective as well, right? When we're having these discovery calls or like even when we're training loan officers on how to do an intro call, like a you know, very first call, same concept, interested versus interesting. It's like ask them questions, not so that you can get the sale, but because you actually care. Salespeople like yeah. go down this checklist of like, Oh, I need to ask this question. What's the pain point? Where are you trying to get? Where do you... like, yes, that all matters. But if they don't feel like you care and you're going down a checklist, it doesn't matter because they're not going to buy. So go ahead. Live by the mantra. Nobody cares how much you know until they right. know how much you care. Exactly. And look, it's challenging, right? We're all human. You know, I have an ego. I do care about myself. And, <laughs> and it's sometimes challenging to put that to the side and yep. stay interested in others. I just constantly beat it over my head. My goal, everyone's like in different phases of their life, right? Mm -hmm. Like you and I are probably in similar phases. You know, we've already had our struggles. We've already grinded it out. Now we're at the level of success, right? There's still mm -hmm. many people out there that haven't gotten to that level yet. So my philosophy is I approach everybody with, I want to send the elevator down and help them yeah. rise to the top. 
So that's just how I approach everybody and focus on kindness and just lots of compliments and encouragement on social media. So I'll see somebody working out. You go get it. Go win the day. I'll see somebody, you know, prospecting or doing some work. I said, great job. Go put the work in. And just constantly encouraging people. They're more likely to respond to that than, hey, I'd love to jump on a call with you to talk about how I can be your loan officer. I've right. missed the closing. I have the best rates. Percent, just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the best rates in this crappy rate market. But yeah, that's awesome, man. Because that is true, right? Like at the end of the day, like Renee Rodriguez talks about this. He's like, when you say like, oh yeah, I would love to jump on the calls, figure out, you know, how we can do business together or how I can help your business. It's like instantly he's like, oh, you want my leads? Like don't open the door that way. Like, cause you're creating holes in people's minds. So yeah, just start with a really, like, I want to learn. I talk about this with Facebook as well. Do the same thing with comments. It could be your IG stories. Like you're talking about, it could be Facebook stories, or it could be something as simple as literally just responding with a great comment on someone's post on Facebook or LinkedIn. If LinkedIn is your platform, same thing. Like take the time to not just say great posts or awesome but like, man, I really like the way you said that, you know, like something that's very in-depth. Like I actually read your post and I'm not just engaging their engage. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the other thing I do is I'm constantly commenting on people's posts because I want them to see me as someone that's trying to like be helpful, right? right? There's one thing for me to say like, oh yeah, I'm going to help you grow your business. I'm going to help you brand yourself. But I never freaking like their posts. I never comment on their posts. Yeah. I never engage with them. So if you see me, as a lender, you know, constantly engaging all of these realtors, their own preferred lender doesn't engage with them. So already that puts me in a brighter light because I haven't asked for anything. I haven't called them or pushed them for anything. All I've done is try to help them. Yep. hundred percent. And in turn, they come to you, they call you up and say, man, I love to work with you. Not only does my lender not do anything like this for me, but like, I can't even give them a ticket for phone. You're constantly yep. messaging me. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said that because it's true. It's like, you know, you're not even engaging on their freaking Facebook. Like that's like the simplest form of value. Simplest way. Don't like it. Love their post. If you can, obviously if you're on Facebook, love it. Don't, you know, or wow or haha or whatever, right? Like don't just like it. And then put a real comment, put a real comment. One that's going to help them with their engagement. If they understand social media marketing, they understand that the more comments and engagements they get, the more reach they're going to get. So help them with that. Just be their engagement team, right? Like that's awesome. So I know you got to run and I don't want to go too late. So if someone wants to connect with you online, learn a little bit more about you, the company you work with, your team, anything like that, how can people connect with you? I would say right now, the best way to connect with me is on Instagram because okay. I'm constantly checking those messages. I would say, follow me, I'll follow you back. I would say, I mean, you'll put my Instagram handle in this video, I'm sure. That's the best way to connect. I'm happy to give my email, my cell phone out, but to be honest, Instagram is the best way to connect. Cool. And I'm sure there's probably people watching this, they'll look me up and they're probably doing a lot cooler stuff and a lot better stuff than I am. Please connect with me because like, let's all get a little better. I am not naive enough to think that I know it all. Like, I'm still learning and right. I'm still trying to learn. Like I've, I just taught myself a new video editing software this week that I like. So there's so much to go around and we're only all going to get better if we all collaboratively share. There's enough business out there for all of us. Like your customers are going to want to work with you, Luke. My customers want to work with me and that's, yep. we don't have to worry about like being competitors. So yep. that's my perspective. hundred percent. What was the video editing tool? The one that I just started using is captions. And what's cool about oh, nice. captions is whenever you upload your video, they have the AI subtitles. Right, right. And then they have... AI emojis in the subtitles, then they have AI images like B-roll. 
Uh-huh. And then they have this thing called like AI eyes where the video shifts to your eyes. Yes. And then it has AI zoom where the video zooms in and out of you. So it looks like a really custom made video. And I don't know what it cost me, like $7 a month for the app. Yeah. I bought the year subscription, like 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. I was just messing around with the script and I love that, man. Just same, same I, I like CapCut. I've been using CapCut a lot, but okay. Captions, the AI features is pretty cool. Well, that's what I liked about Descript because I was using CapCut before as well. And I found Descript to be a lot easier to use. The one thing about captions, I don't own Apple products. And so I don't believe you can use it without an Apple product. And so that's why I go with something else. But anyway, one so now, now that we're connected, I'm going to try to upgrade you to Apple. Eventually. No, not, not going to happen. Bro. Not going to happen. Android for life. So Mike Fix told me for a long time and I got to come back. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. So one tip, one way that loan officers can grow their business right today. I would say post videos and engage, just engage with people. If you have a problem, even trying to connect, like I don't have any friends. I'm not connected to anybody. Easiest way to get connections, look up your local association of realtors. So Atlanta Realtor Association, you pull that up. It'll tell you it's being followed by 4,572 people, whatever. Click on them, click on that. And then just connect with every realtor there. When they follow you back, you send out that thank you message and you're constantly commenting on their stories and engaging with them. Love it. That was a great, super tangible strategy that people can take yep. and do today, Executable. even if they don't have an audience. And it would be even better if you can post content as well. But yeah, that would probably even work just doing that, even if you don't have a ton of content. So that is awesome. My biggest takeaway from this call is show up online, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, whether it's TikTok, anywhere, be authentic, post stuff that you like to post that's relevant for you, that you like. And then also reach out to people, have conversations, use the social networks to be social. Thank you so much for your time today, Rick. And for anybody who's listening, if you're looking for some help to flip the status quo on real estate agents, go to flipthestatusquo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.